In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born. Amen. So today, this Sunday, we are celebrating uh, the Sunday after the Nativity of Christ. And of course, it's also, believe it or not, the last Sunday of 2020. I'm sure some of us are thinking, well, good. (laughs) And in this last Sunday of 2020, we hear in the epistle a stoning. And in the gospel reading, literally the death and murder of thousands of children by Herod the king. Because he was frustrated and angry that um, the wise men had spoiled his um, chance to kill Jesus. Tragedy. Perhaps that's a fitting way to end 2020 with an epistle and a gospel filled with tragedy. But if all that we see in the epistle and the gospel reading this morning is that tragedy, then of course, and you know this, we're missing something. We're basically missing everything, in fact. And the same, I think, can be said of 2020. If all we do is look back and see tragedy, we're missing something. We're missing something about our life in Christ, and we're missing something about what we are called to do and to be as Christians in this world. And so I think perhaps this epistle and this gospel reading, in fact, give us a great reminder and a great thing, uh, great things to reflect on as we continue to look back and reflect on 2020 ourselves and our life in Christ in particular. So we celebrated just a couple of days ago Christmas, and... Everything was joyful and exciting and happy and reality hits. And that's the first thing that we need to remember is that, yes, we believe that Christ is born. Yes, we believe that the eternal word of God took on flesh for us and for our salvation and that he in his death and resurrection opens the gates of paradise for us. The hard part is that we don't get to see it and experience it just yet. And neither did Christ, or Mary, or Joseph, or James, the brother of the Lord, who we're also celebrating today, who tradition says traveled with the family into Egypt. Because remember, Christ is born, and angels are singing, the shepherds come, the wise men come and bring gifts, and everything seems wonderful until they have to run away. And they have to run away into Egypt. And of course, uh, the adventures and journeys into Egypt is something that is covered in Scripture in just a couple of verses. But in reality, that time in, in Egypt was at least a few years. I think the tradition says it was something like three and a half years that they spent out there in Egypt. And think about traveling from Bethlehem to Egypt back in the first century. And then traveling from Egypt all the way back to Israel, the city of Nazareth, once again, that took a lot of time. So we are talking the rejoicing and excitement of the birth of the king, heralded by angels and a star and the whole world. And then all of a sudden they are forced to flee and forced to face the reality of the world. And that's the first thing that we need to remember is that, yes, Christ is born. Yes, Christ is risen. But we still have to face the difficulties of this world because that is the world that we live in and yet we live in it with the hope that Christ is born and that things do change. 
And thanks be to God, we have the example of Stephen in the epistle this morning, and whose memory we also celebrate. It is a very big and busy day of commemorations in the Orthodox Church. We celebrate the great martyr, the first martyr, Stephen. And Stephen is exactly the person that we can look to as the example for us who faces the difficulties of this world and yet faces it with hope and faces it with trust in God above everything else. Because it says in the epistle this morning in the account of Stephen's martyrdom that Stephen was a, uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with grace and power, and he did marvelous wonders among the people. And yet... The people of Israel, the Jews at the time, they came and they wanted to kill Stephen because of the things that he was preaching. And he is facing a big crowd. He is facing people who are amped up and they are ready to take his life. And he knows how it's going to end. And yet, the scripture very clearly says that Stephen had the face of an angel. And what does that mean? Well, to my mind, it means that he had that calmness. That serenity over himself, even as he was facing a big mob of people who were there waiting for him to slip up so that, he, so that they could kill him. And of course, when they do kill him, Stephen is, is able to say, just as Christ did on the cross, forgive them. Don't hold this sin against them because he knew that God was gracious and God was merciful and that even though the world was coming against him, he knew that Christ had told the apostles that not to fear because he had overcome the world. And so he could face his death. He could face the reality of this world with the calmness and serenity of an angel and with the peace of heart to be able to say, forgive them, these people who are there killing me, God, forgive them. And not only that, but Stephen lived up to the calling that we all have, which is to see Christ. Just before they took him out of the city to stone him, and perhaps this is the reason that they took him out of the city to stone him, Stephen looked up to heaven in the midst of his uh, difficult, dark moment, and he saw, well, pretty much that. He saw the Son of God standing at the right hand of the Father, and that's exactly what he proclaims. I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the Father, and they couldn't take that anymore. And that's when they went and they killed him. And yet, in again, in his dying breath, he showed his trust and his hope and his unity with Christ. And he lived up to the goal of our life, which is to see Christ, to experience Christ, and to trust that the gates of heaven are open for us. And what we see and experience in this world, though it is tragic and though it is difficult, does not have the last word. What great reminders for us as we look back and close out 2020. We can look back and we can see a lot of very, very hard things. But brothers and sisters, I know that we can look back as well and we can give thanks to God. First of all, for the fact that we are still sitting here. And for the fact that we are still able to worship and still able to, uh, to be encouraged by our Lord and to celebrate the great feast of the Nativity of Christ. And so we can look back with joy even just at that. But I would very much encourage you, as you look back on 2020, not just to kick it to the curb, kick some things to the curb and be glad that we we made it there. But look back and see Christ. 
Find the places where you know Christ was present in the midst of those dark moments. Where you looked up to heaven and you said, why God? And perhaps some of you had an opportunity to see Christ, whether with your eyes or at least to know and feel his presence and to know that all would be well. Or perhaps all is well, even in the midst of that moment. And look back at the the year that we've had and forgive. Look back at the year that we have and those who have thrown stones at us, those who have caused us perhaps to have a harder and more difficult year than maybe it should have been. Forgive, even in the midst of our darkest moments, just like Stephen did, so that we can truly see Christ, not just here in the heavens, but in the kingdom of heaven where we truly desire to see him. There is tragedy in the world, and brothers and sisters, there always will be. And I don't say that there always will be in a way so that we just kind of brush it off and say, well, that's just the way it's going to be. No, we weep. Christ wept at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. We weep. We are sorrowful because we desire and we know that there is an opportunity for something more and we desire that for all. We have this feast of the nativity to remind us that our Lord is born. We are looking ahead to the spring, to the, to the celebration of the, the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. And we know that that has power Let that be the thing that is the overarching theme in our brains as we look and we face the difficulties and struggles in our life. Give thanks to God. Forgive and, Lord willing, see Christ standing at the right hand of the Father because that is what it is all about. And as he told his disciples, he has overcome the world. We have nothing to fear. Don't just see tragedy. See the hand of God working. And it's there every single day. Christ is born. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.